I'm your host, Rabbi Linda Schreiner Khan, and welcome to Tehillah Talks, where teens engage in honest conversation with their rabbi about what it means to be Jewish in the world today. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Rabbi Linda with Tehillah Talks and Jasmine and Julian. And this afternoon, we're going to be talking about gratitude as we're recording this the day after Thanksgiving. And that is often a topic at Thanksgiving tables. So first question to both of you, did that come up at your Thanksgiving? Yeah. (laughs) Um, We didn't do the thing that I feel like we normally do, which is like go around and say what we're thankful for. But I think it was just a really nice time of recognizing that like whatever we have gone through as like a society, as like a community, as a family, and like the past year we have like this moment together. So I think that was something that we were recognizing and being thankful for. But we didn't do that like explicit thank you thing um, that we usually do, which is kind of interesting because I did feel like there was a more there was more of like a genuine feeling of thankfulness this year than there usually is. So not that there usually isn't, but um, (laughs) it was like very more palpable, more palpable. It's like, it's, it's sort of like when you actually are recognizing something, you don't really need to verbalize it as much. Yeah. Julian. My, My Thanksgiving was actually kind of intense because like Thanksgiving, I usually go to my uncle's house and he's an Orthodox rabbi. And he's kind of the only, that's the only branch of the family that's super religious. So it's always kind of intense. And, but this year, like my granddad passed away. So we all like the whole family, all the Jewish people I don't really know and stuff like that. We all watched like the home videos from when my mom was a kid and like all our siblings were kids. And it was like, part of it was in New Orleans. Cause they used to live in like, they used to live there and stuff like that. So it was really intense seeing like, the visuals pretty much for like my mom's childhood and like the houses they used to live in and all that stuff. And it made me, I was really grateful for that experience in particular because it was always been hard for me to picture like what it was like for her to grow up in that family. And that was just like, that was really interesting. So So that was a gift. Yeah. I think it was a gift. It was kind of bittersweet because it's not the happiest family. You know what I mean? And when I go to these events, I kind of have the feeling that I was born at like the end of this this extended family and like the, the end of a tradition or whatever. And I kind of got that feeling again this time. It kind of feels like the end of an era to me, which is sad. But it was also like, I'm also grateful that I was able to like experience that. So a piece of it was stories. Yeah. That's actually really interesting that you say that because... My grandma brought this photo album to Thanksgiving dinner of a bunch of pictures of me and my childhood with, like, people that I had completely forgotten about. And I was just, like, sitting there and looking at these pictures and just, like, like, I just completely forgot about these people who were, like, parts of my lives growing up, you know? Which is, it was nice to feel like I, like could reconnect with some like lost memories almost. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you do that a lot at Thanksgiving. Yeah. you don't at least in my family, like, I don't see my cousins that often. I don't see my uncles and stuff like that that often. So when I see them, like, we kind of, like, it's, especially for the older people, it's like, 
going back to their past and like seeing all their family members. So that's a different kind of, of that gratitude and Thanksgiving. It's, it's, it's a, a, an opportunity to root yourself. Yeah. yeah. I also think you can be grateful for something that isn't necessarily positive. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because like, like I said, it's not, I don't really like going to those Thanksgivings or whatever, but I'm still kind of grateful for it at the same time, even if it's not something I love. You know what I mean? They're, they're complicated. Yeah. They're very complicated events. I mean, yeah, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is weighted, but underneath it, the underpinning of it is this this notion of gratitude. And the question really is, are we grateful every day or do we need special occasions to sort of put it in front of our faces to say, holy cow, there's something for me to be grateful for. I think lately I've been thinking a lot more about like being grateful for not just good things, but like I said, bad things as well, or just things that are challenging. Like every day I try to like, especially when I'm going to school in the morning, I'm, I try to say, you know what? I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to start this day because like I had this opportunity to do something with my life and like maybe have an impact on other people. So I always say like, thank you. Even though I don't really believe in, like God looking down on me or whatever and looking out for me, I'm so thankful that like I had that opportunity. Well, it's a form of mindfulness. It's, yeah. it, it gets you on track. And it's interesting that in the traditional morning prayers, the first thing you say is Moda Ani is thank you, God, yeah. for me being awake and able to go forward. And I think that's something that we don't often do. I, I think it was last week I said to people that I don't necessarily uh, use formal prayer. I use informal prayer. And because of the way this apartment is, um, and we have our tree, which you can't see from this office, but we yeah, have no. a big tree, and you see the tree from the living room, and you see the tree from the bedroom, and the sun comes through, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's another day. Yeah. Thank you. I get to get this one right. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jasmine. Yeah, I think I do need to... Sometimes I feel like I'm not being mindful enough and I'm like being too like hectic and not really um, taking the time to like realize that what I do have and like sometimes I am too negative and then I feel really bad about it because I'm like, like I have a lot to be positive for. And something that I am grateful for is just, I think what Julian said like really resonated with me, like the fact that I do have opportunities to impact other people. And, like, even, like, if, like, yesterday was a bad day or, like, whatever has happened, like, before this point, I, I'm able to do something in the future that I'm grateful for the opportunity to do. Like, I'm able to help people and I'm able to, like, yeah, Just, like contribute to the world you know I mean? and, like, yeah. contribute to society, which is, like, incredible an incredible gift because I have ed- education – I'm probably going to go to college and probably, yeah, <laughs> um, and, you know, have a, be able to choose my career. And that's something that a lot of people aren't able to do, like yeah. really great minds and like people who are like, have a lot of, potential. have a lot of potential, aren't able to use that. And that's really sad to me, you know? Yeah. Can I add on to that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with that a lot because when I'm thinking about like, oh, I don't necessarily want to go to school today or I don't want yeah. to go to practice or to this or to that, I think like I've been given these opportunities and like I need to make the most out of them. 
like that's that to me is something like always motivates me to when something is difficult to try harder and like really do my best because I really believe that like a lot of the things in life that are worth doing are difficult and challenging and they're they take a lot out of you so when I'm like waking up in the morning and like I'm saying I'm thankful for this opportunity I can go to school because there might be somebody else out there that doesn't have this opportunity that doesn't can't get this education like who doesn't have a lot of the things that I benefit from. I have a question. Do you think because we're living in more complex times that the opportunities are less taken for granted than maybe people who are 10 years older than you are, where things seem smoother? Or that has nothing to do with it? I think that people are can be more aware of the world. So, like, you have access to things, if that makes sense. You have access to information. Like, you know that there are people out there who are experiencing this, you know? But I also think everyone has moments of, and I feel like everyone should be allowed to have moments of, like, feeling bad and not feel guilty for feeling bad, even in their situation. But I'm not sure if, like, but I think that you can do that in conjunction with being grateful. Like, you can be, like, like feeling bad about your situation doesn't make you not Ungrateful. grateful. Yeah. And sometimes I feel that. Like, sometimes I feel like me feeling bad about, like, anything in my life is like, oh, but, like, I have it a lot better than other people, so I shouldn't feel bad. But there has to be a balance, you know? Sorry if that didn't answer the question. That thought just popped into my mind. <laughs> but, but I think that's an interesting thing because this holiday of Thanksgiving, we, the local clergy council, just we just did an event on, on Monday night and we separated the two ideas of thanks and giving mm-hmm. uh, as two different impulses. Yeah. And uh, the gratitude for what you have keeps you in your own little circle. In your own little space, right? Yeah. I'm grateful that I have food on the table. I have a roof over my head, the clothing. I can study. Mm-hmm. I can. I can do. All, I have this freedom of movement. But the giving piece is something we don't always think about. And in the giving, we also get something in return. Because do you mean giving as in like doing things for other people? Could be doing things for other people. It could be. I'll read you this. For Thanksgiving, I noticed that because it's like, I I thought of this example, like when you're making the food at Thanksgiving, like that's no small endeavor, you know what I mean? But you're kind of facilitating, like you're making it special, I guess, by making those foods and like, I don't know, just making the sacrifice so that your family can get together. Mm -hmm. I know this year it was different for us because my first, our first year, just our immediate family. Mm -hmm. Which is now seven people, which is amazing. You know, the littlest one did not get any nourishment from most of us there. (laughs) Uh, But my son and daughter-in-law, so weird to say that, did because they're newly that, they did most of the cooking. And uh, was it good? It was wonderful. It was wonderful. But they gave a lot of themselves and a lot of love went into that mm-hmm. that preparation. Mm-hmm. And I tried a brand new recipe from the New York Times that I had never tried before. And I had to try to make it so that it would work within the rules of Kashrut. Mm-hmm. And it was a challenge. And then everybody said, Mom, this is the best stuffing you've ever made. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Great. yes, score. It worked. That- I- 
that makes me think like family is is such a blessing because like you said earlier, they're kind of our roots or you mentioned roots, but like your family are really what roots you into your identity. You only have one, you're only given like one family and like, it's a blessing if you're able to see that family grow and like do well. So yeah, that's something you should always be grateful for. I think. I do think like me personally, I tend to take for granted how like most of my family, like I'm really close to like my cousins. I'm close to my aunt is like, like I'm really close to my aunt. Um, because she doesn't have kids, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, my immediate family. Like, when I think of my immediate family, I do think of, like, me, my mom, my grandma, my aunt, and my other aunt and her kids, you know? It's just, yeah. like, pretty big. But I really do feel like I'm equally close to all of those people. Um, and most of them, my cousins don't live in New York anymore. But they all lived in New York when I was growing up. So I had, like... I'm an only child, but, like, even so, I had, like, a pretty close family network. The gratitude piece is also hearing the stories, telling the stories. Mm-hmm. And what you said, it's the rootedness, is how, how am I planted in this world? But Thanksgiving, or this time where we're thinking about gratitude, isn't a one-shot deal. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Well... If the only time you're being nice and being grateful for what you have <laughs> is at Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, um, I think you've blown it, actually. Yeah. Not what it, sure. I think is, it's a highlight of an opportunity to think about it. And one of the things that, that I came across my path, which is, um, it's a meditation on giving after uh, the rules of Maimonides. Do you remember the, the rules of Maimonides on, on, on Tzedakah? That the... Highest level of charity is your time. Is no, no, it's helping somebody be able to take care of themselves. Mm. And the sort of the lowest level is just, yeah, here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's a, I feel like what you're saying, giving somebody the ability to take care of themselves is like so much more loving than just like, I don't know, it seems like more loving and thoughtful than like just giving somebody food. Or shelter or something like that. I'll read you this because I just I really liked it a lot. There are many ways to give. There's giving food or money to those who need it. But there's also sharing a kind word. There's giving time, attention, and the sense of being seen. Bestowing honor, offering hospitality, and sitting with someone who is ill. Granting peace. Offering love. But not all giving is the same. Some give grudgingly, reluctantly, or with regret. Some give less than they should, but with grace. Others give what they should, but only after being asked. A blessed few create circles of generosity where neither the giver nor the recipient know the identity of the other. The highest level of giving is when we allow the recipient to become self-supporting, a giver in their own right. At this time of thanks and giving, may we all commit ourselves to share abundance, words, time, resources, peace, and love. I will say to you that for me, one of the most important ways that I can give is to see somebody else, is to really see them. Because I think so often we don't see other people. We make assumptions about them and we don't give them the space. 
to be seen. I see you mean like, like understand their personality or just kind of getting, getting where they're at, you know, being aware, just, just sort of, oh my goodness. Uh, He walked into this space and he was in a bad place and I didn't realize it until he opened his mouth. I should have noticed it just from his demeanor or the way he was walking. Yeah. And that, I'm not saying this is easy. Don't get me wrong. This is, but to me, this is something that I work on because I think it's so important. And there are too few spaces in the world where you're really seen. And as an actor, do you, that's something you're being trained to do. Right? Yeah. So I was just going to say, it sounds like empathy to me. And like empathy is something that's really important to me, especially like acting. I feel like I'm grateful for acting because in our culture, it's sort of not seen as valued to be empathetic. It's valuable to me, but I feel like in our culture, in order to be successful, you have to be more like cold, which sucks. Um, But I think it's always been really important to me to like retain that level of empathy because I do agree, like being able to like understand other people and connect with other people and like really like feel like make other people feel like they're heard and like they're important and like I feel like you do that through empathy and I feel like that's like I keep saying I feel like um and I think that that's like a really important thing that isn't valued enough in society and you know to really like be able to act you have to be empathetic because you have to be able to be in someone else's shoes you have to really believe that you are somebody else I think to act well so for me I think it's valuable because I don't really want to be an actor, but like in order to like retain empathy and like not grow cold, like I think for me, like I'm really afraid of that because it is something that I think society values and happens to a lot of people. Like, yeah. So yeah, acting is important for me because it allows me to have a space where I can be freely empathetic. and like, that's valuable. And also to be an active listener. Yeah. Because to be a good actor is to be an active listener. It's not a just about, ta-da. It's, yeah. it's also about paying attention because you never know if your partner is going to do something completely different. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go off on a whole new tangent together. But that's true in real life too, yeah. right? You're with somebody and all of a sudden they're going to throw you a curveball that you didn't expect. And how are you going to be present for that? Mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking that what, what you were saying about being empathetic and like that really goes along with how God plays a part in my life, I guess. I know that sounds weird, but like just being able to, like you said, we kind of turn off like our empathy some of the time in our daily life. We live in such a, we live in such a daunting world that I think sometimes we have to. But when I think of God and I think of the times that I've really felt like I had a connection with God, it was times when I when I try to tap into that empathy and like, I try to really like, yeah, I try to find that in myself with other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a place of gratitude. Yeah. 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 Because it's an acknowledgement of uh, I'm needed and I have the capacity to be present for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that I have the capacity to be present for somebody yeah. else. I mean, they're all. Yeah. I also feel like that showing that empathy is, is kind of like putting yourself in a vulnerable position. That's sometimes, that's yeah. why I think it's sometimes so hard to do is like 
you're really exposing yourself by being like, by trying to make those connections with other people. That's a very like vulnerable thing to do. That is true. And I feel like for me, something, (laughs) I'm very like, I don't really have an emotional filter. I'm very like, um, I'm very emotionally vulnerable, but like, um, I still, I think it's part of empathy is recognizing that like other people, you know, emotions and like feelings and like relating to other people is hard. And like two people like have to be like fully committed to like letting their guard down, which is like scary. And yeah, I think it's part of empathy is to realize that it's hard and like you have to work at being empathetic. It's not like, I mean, people are naturally empathetic, but um, being good at empathy and like being good at listening to people, like understanding other people takes work, you know? Yeah, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. And gratitude takes work. Yeah, it does. It's not uh, saying please and thank you. I mean, we, we do it, but how often is it pro forma? Yeah, I agree. Like, I I have a very good friend who, like, I've known since I was, like, maybe five or six years old. And, like, he's kind of like a brother to me. But we know each other so well that, like, it's very easy for us to, like, understand what the other person is thinking or whatever. Like, we kind of grew up together. You know what I mean? So we have a very close relationship. But it's still a challenge for me to, like, to understand some of the things he does. You know what I mean? But I'm still grateful that we have that connection. Even though we're like, you know what I mean? He's, for instance, like he's, he's Christian. And like, sometimes I'm like, I don't really understand his faith or like what part that plays in his life. But I still try to like, I realize that he, he's trying to understand my religion. And like, I also have to try to understand his, his beliefs and like his emotions and stuff like that. And and what that religious tradition gives him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really more more it. It's not even understanding it from an academic perspective. Yeah. It's more understanding um, how, emotional, yeah. Emotionally, how it's is this emotional. nurturing him? How mm-hmm. is it supporting him? And your approach is probably very different mm-hmm. from what he's getting. Yeah. Yeah. You have to find like a common ground, I would say. And also I think emotions are kind of in human interactions, emotions are the most like complicated thing to deal with. Like we talked about this earlier, but like, it's very rare for us to be like upfront about how we feel. That's something that very rarely happens. So I think it just like, it takes a lot of courage, but emotions do play such a huge role in our lives. Mm -hmm. So circling back to gratitude as we finish this session. Do you see gratitude as something that's directed at people or directed at situations or something that you have to, it's just like a, like a gem inside yourself that you just have to keep polishing or, or, or a flower yeah. you have to keep watering. I feel like it's um, that one, the flower metaphor, um, because <laughs> it's sort of relating to something that you said earlier, where it's like giving is sort of an outward thing and thanks or gratitude <laughs> is sort of an inward thing. So like, I do think it's something like, Gratitude is, like, recognizing yourself and, like, understanding what you have, I think. And it's, like, something that's very personal. And, yeah, and it is something that you need to, like, sort of upkeep. <laughs> yeah. I think it's all of those things that you you touched on because at, it can be directed at anything, but it's something that comes from, like, mm-hmm. it's it's sincere and genuine. So, like, 
I think the the flower metaphor like works very well. Which is really very much what we have uh, in, in the tradition is that every morning we get up and we say yeah. thank you. And so many of the prayers in our liturgy are about... It's a very spiritual thing to Yeah, do. to say thank you. It, it doesn't seem like it, but it really is. It's just, mm-hmm. And it's about saying thank you for the big stuff and the little stuff. I agree. <laughs> On that note, I say thank you to both of you. Thank you, Rabbi Linda. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Tehillah Talks. For more information about Tehillah, go to congregationtehillah.org. Tune in next time when our teens continue to reflect on issues of the day through a Jewish lens.